Absolute Geek Podcast. It is a sweltering Tuesday night in Phoenix. You're listening to the Absolute Geek Podcast. My name is Matt, and this is kind of a first for the Absolute Geek Podcast. We're kind of treading in uncharted waters, I guess you could see say. Uh, no man's land, kind of unexplored territory. As this will be the first time in the existence of the Absolute Geek Podcast that I go it alone. Kyle's busy engaged in a battle of epic proportions with AT&T customer service. Kellen is off wandering Mordor, pondering his existence and the meaning of life. Jose is recovering comfortably and preparing for the final round of the epic chimichanga eating contest that's been taking place over several weeks in Mordor. He's doing pretty good from what I hear. Um, <laughs> still hanging in there. Uh, there's still one guy that seems to be giving him trouble, um, but Jose is hanging in there. Jose and this guy have been going neck and neck, so hopefully Jose can pull it out and bring home from Mordor the chimichanga eating championship. Um, I kind of want to start off tonight's show talking about something that happened to me today uh, that's kind of a disappointment. Uh, as everyone knows, we're a month away from San Diego Comic-Con. This will be my second year attending the convention, and I have to say I'm more disappointed by how the preparation for this year's convention was handled than last year's. Last year's, we kind of did it like a fly by the sea of our pants thing, where we, we got our tickets, we hotel hopped, we stayed one night. Uh, we, we pretty much changed <coughs> hotels every night except for one. We stayed at the, hol- the, the Motel 6 twice, um, but we went from the Doubletree to the Motel 6 two nights, and then we went to the Holiday Inn by the airport in San Diego for the la- final night. And, I mean, it was a lot more easygoing, it felt, that time than than it has been this experience. Um, honestly, like, <laughs> it's been really frustrating this year, to be honest with you. Um, this year, Kristen, who you've heard on the podcast in front of the show, it got press passes to cover San Diego uh, Comic-Con. So she's going with me um, and Kellen and Kyle, and she's kind of been giving me shit. She's a huge... She's been talking about packs and... They're all excited for, for packs coming up. And she's been talking about that. And they've been all giving me shit about how smooth packs was and how smooth getting hotels and getting badges and, and pretty much everything for packs went. Like, I guess when packs uh, badges went on sale, she was like, oh, yeah, I got my badge and a hotel all in 15 minutes. And that's understandable. And, you know, she's kind of been busting my balls about the San Diego process and how how complicated and convoluted it's been over the last couple of months. And I, I kind of defended it. Like, you know, I defended it with the, the badge process and defended it with the, the lack of communication that they give us and defended it with the lack of communication they're giving the press people, which we're still, by the way, waiting on our press applications. We, we have not heard back about press yet, and we are one month away from the convention. Something tells me in my mind that we're not going to get it or they're going to be – last minute but that's okay we're we're not big enough yet that i expect to get pressed for san diego we got pressed for WonderCon, so that's a start it means we're going in the right direction but i think we need to do a major overhaul in the show before we get to san diego uh we need to get more creators more um industry wide and standard people on the show more interviews things like that but yeah she's been busting my balls about that kind of stuff and you know, I've been defending San Diego uh, to I was blue in the face. <laughs> you can ask her today when this event happened. I was like, you know what? 
I've been defending San Diego and defending San Diego and defending San Diego, but I don't think I can do it anymore. And she was like, well, you put up a valiant effort. And today what happened is this year for San Diego, what they decided to do is they're going to be mailing out badges. Okay, so this year instead of going and picking up your badges on site, um, they have scanners that you go, they mail you your badge, you scan it when you get there to activate it. And it, it seems like a lot easier process. Like we, we talked and we all kind of feel that Phoenix Comic Con should do kind of the same thing. And it just makes convention going easier. Kyle, they had it at uh, WonderCon. They debuted at WonderCon, and Kyle and I found it a lot more, I don't know, it, it had it the good and the bad, because there was a lot of traffic jams trying to get out, and where the scanner was, you had to bend down to scan your badge, and they had these, like, black things covering cables, and you tripped over them, and it was kind of, it was it was a nice, quicker way to get in and out of the convention, but there were traffic jams, and I'm expecting the same thing at San Diego. You know, nothing's perfect the first time you try it, but between, like I said before, the hotel debacle and the wait list for the hotels, trying to get a hotel room, them letting people who don't even have badges get hotel rooms and get on a hotel waiting list before people who do have badges. Just stupid shit like that. Um, doing hotels before press get their badges. It's things like that. Like, it wasn't, it, it wasn't hard to defend San Diego because I love the convention so much, but I see where Kristen was coming from. Today, though, was the final straw. All of you that know that are going to San Diego know that they started mailing out badges as of today sending out emails letting you know that your badges were on the way. Well, back in May, they sent out an email saying, hey, um, you need to update your addresses so that way we make sure the badges are going to the right place. <coughs> okay, so I did that. <coughs> Excuse me. I logged into my account. I updated my address. I updated my address to my new house when I bought my San Diego tickets because I did live here at that time. So updated my addresses in May to my correct new living house, you know, where I live now. And I get the email today, and it's got the address from our, to our old studio, our old house on it. And I was like, what the fuck? So I get on their website, and I'm looking, and I'm looking, and I'm looking, and you can't do anything about it. They're like, oh, well, if you don't get your badges in the mail, uh, we're not going to um, we're not gonna resend them. You can pick them up on site when you get here. Okay, that's not a big deal. But luckily... Well, stupid of me, honestly. I didn't cha do a, a change of address form before when I moved to, to have a forwarding address. So I jumped on the USPS website. I did that real quick. So hopefully I get my badges. But that was just one part. Kellen got his email, and they had the address that we lived at two years ago when we first started this podcast in the very first studio and house we were in. And he never put that down. So I don't know how the hell they got that as an address. So it's just things like this that have culminated to make this experience this year unwelcoming and unfriendly and kind of exhausting to the where, like, we've been talking, and honestly, Comic-Con is, it's so exhausting. You spend so much time dealing with shit and getting so exhausted with dealing with shit. And by the time you get there, I mean, it's worth it. If you've never been to a San Diego Comic-Con, it's worth it. Kristen keeps telling me how great PAX, um, it, PAX Prime is, uh, how great a time they had last year. Well, I'm excited to see how she likes San Diego and see what happens in San Diego. We're going to have a good time. Uh, whenever you're around with me and Kellen, crazy things happen, and we always have a good time. So that kind of perturbed me this week or today that this all went down and that I changed my address back in May. I changed my address when I bought the tickets. Um, 
I made sure of it. I even like double checked the email that they sent me for confirmation for changing it. I went and logged into my member ID and it was changed. So I don't know how they got that old address. I don't know how they still sent it there. So needless to say, I tweeted at them. I tweeted at San Diego. And what I said was kind of passive aggressive. It was just kind of like, you know, you, what the fuck was the point of you telling me to change my address if you're still going to send it to the wrong place? To me, that seems like it's counterproductive. It seems like a fucking waste of time. And they're like, oh, well, all they said back to me was refer to our badge policy. Okay. So I went and looked. And they said, you can pick the badge up on site. If someone, you know, if you think someone is using your badge, we can deactivate it on, on site and give you a new badge on site. Okay. Well, easy enough fix. But it's just the inconvenience. You know, you're excited to get those badges. You're excited to hold that badge in your hand because that no, you, then that shows you you're going to San Diego Comic-Con. You have the proof. You can start rubbing it in your friends' faces that want to go, but weren't lucky enough to get through that atrocious uh, waiting room process that they have for giving out tickets. Um, it, it's just a clusterfuck. It, it's so much work and so much stress, but it is honestly the best time you'll have at any convention. It's a blast, man. I... You know, I, I kind of got down on wanting to go, got down on wanting to go, but now as time gets closer, like, we're literally a month away from San Diego Comic-Con. I'm super excited. I'm pumped to go. Uh, hopefully everything works out and everything comes together and goes the way it's supposed to, and we have a great fucking time. But that's just what I want to say tonight. It kind of was just irking me all day since it happened. I've been kind of annoyed since it happened. Just that, you know, things like this, and, and for a convention that's the mecca, that's the biggest convention in our culture, And next to um, New York, uh, you would think that they would have this a little bit more down packed and it wouldn't be such a a nightmare to do anything. It literally is a nightmare to do anything. You can't get any information. You can't get any correspondence. You you get your tickets. You they spring it on you days before tickets go on sale for presale. And I think that was just so they could open up room for people who haven't been. Um. You know, you can't, it, it's almost next to impossible to get preview night tickets. You can't get a hotel because the hotel goes qu- quick because they have a stupid waiting room for the hotels. You can't get fucking parking. They have a waiting room for that. You know, it, it's just like hurry up and wait. And then you go there and you stand in line to wait for shit. It's, it's a giant waiting game. It is literally line con. That is no joke. If you've never been to San Diego Comic Con and you're going this year, prepare to stand in the line. Make sure you have comfortable shoes. Um, it's a great time. It's so packed with people, but it's a fucking blast, man. I love it. I can't wait to go back. Uh, maybe next year or one of these years they'll get me to PAX, but I'm excited to see what Kristen thinks of San Diego. But yeah, enough of my rant. That was just kind of, uh, my little, my little spiel for tonight as, you know, it's kind of, it's just kind of frustrating that, you know, we have to go through and, and deal with all that. So let's get back into the news. Nothing new on our end. Uh, just plugging away over here at the podcast. Um, hopefully this being my first time doing the show on my own. Things are going all right, and I'm keeping you very well entertained. There won't be any uh, jokes or, well, I'll try my best, but I'm better when I play off everyone else. But yeah, as everyone knows, I'm probably not the funniest of the guys. I'm more of the straight-laced keep shit on track, <coughs> keep Kyle and Jose in, under wraps. Um... Update on Jose's situation. Hopefully, 
Uh, I know we keep saying that he's in a, in a chimichanga eating contest in Mordor, but he had some some family things he had to take care of and he had to step away from the show. Um, last time I talked to him, things are getting better. Um, hopefully he's going to be able to return to the show in the next couple months. Uh, we'll see. I'm not rushing it. But I would love to have Jose back. Uh, I can't wait for him to come back. And we're kind of just letting Jose tell you guys. <coughs> we're we're kind of letting him tell you what's going on if he wants to. Um, I know he's keeping it pretty hush-hush. So we just appreciate that you guys are, you know, respecting his privacy and not blasting him on Twitter and just, just understanding that he's got some stuff going on and he'll come back when he's ready. All right, well, that's enough of that. Let's get into the show. Let's get into some news. Let's get into some geek topics. Let's get into making some discussion. Making some discussion. Having some discussions. Making some mistakes together. Whatever. How about that Game of Thrones episode last night? Are you kidding me? That Battle of the Bastards episode was amazing. That was the first episode of Game of Thrones where I was on the edge of my seat from the beginning to the end. Like, I literally was on an emotional roller coaster from the beginning all the way to the end. It was the first time, I think, in a show I've ever been like, yes, no, don't, no, yes, oh my god, I can't believe it. Yes, I was literally screaming the entire time like a little girl. It was amazing. The battle scenes were epic. I, I just can't say enough about this episode. That episode was definitely a 10 out of 10 for me. It was a fucking masterpiece. That is literally the Game of Thrones episode, sadly to say, that I've been waiting six seasons for, and it was fucking awesome. So hopefully you enjoyed it. If you've not seen it yet, you need to torrent it. Well, don't torrent it. We don't, We don't. you know, it is what it is. We don't condone torrenting. But download it, HBO Go. Um, now, the funny thing is I know <coughs> the HBO streaming apps, uh, HBO Go and HBO Now, were both down right as Game of Thrones was posted, and people were pissed. There were so many pissed-off people on on Reddit and Facebook and Twitter, and rightfully so. I can imagine it's it's the most overhyped episode. Well, not overhyped. It was, wasn't hyped enough, I feel. Uh, but everyone's been waiting for the Jon Snow, Ramsey Bolton showdown that we finally got, and it was definitely well worth the wait. Um but other than that, literally as I was sitting down to record this episode, <coughs> this news broke. So you probably already heard it by the time you're listening to this. But I still wanted to get it out to you. Um, Brian Cranston has been cast as Zordon in the new Power Rangers movie. The actor who is best known for his work on Breaking Bad and Malcolm in the Middle confirmed on his official Twitter today uh, that he's joining the film. I'm personally excited about this. I feel that Brian Cranston is going to elevate the quality of the performances in this film. And so far, one of the best things this film has going for it is a nice complement of well-known, established actors and actresses like Brian Cranston and Elizabeth Banks, who's playing Rita Repulsa in this flick, um, and lesser-known talent that round out the cast of this film. I feel that the only thing that's missing from this movie right now is the casting of Jason David Frank in some capacity. You gotta have Tommy Oliver. You gotta have the original Green Ranger. You gotta have the guy that still carries that Power Ranger torch. I know that all the originals do cons and things like that but you don't see them carrying that power rangers torch as hard and as steadily as jason david frank does that man needs to be in this movie in some capacity i don't really care how just some capacity he's got to be in it um i'm sure fans of his agree with me uh other news supergirl will meet the original wonder woman in season two of supergirl that's going to be on the cw as Linda Carter joins the cast, Carter has signed on for an undisclosed 
number of episodes of Supergirl season two. So that's kind of cool that she's going to meet the original Wonder Woman. Um, I figured that, you know, she would have been, I don't know. She's going to play the president. I know that. So she's not going to be Wonder Woman or have any capacity like that. It's kind of going to be like Flash where they had the original Flash from the TV show play Barry Allen's dad and then play uh, Jay, Jay Garrick. So it's kind of like that. But instead, she's going to be the president and not Wonder Woman. So that's kind of cool. Hopefully we'll see how that pans out for them. Uh, and I'm super excited that that show is going to CW. To me, on CBS, it was just too bright and too bubbly but maybe that's the way they wanted it because it was supergirl but the only episode i really watched was the pilot and then the flash episode the flash crossover and it really didn't do i don't know i just felt like that show didn't do its justice and it could have been a way better um but it is interesting note that in october when these shows come back i believe it's october uh you're gonna have supergirl monday flash tuesday arrow thursday or wednesday and then legends of tomorrow thursday so you're going to have a DC show Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. So that's something to get pumped about, right? Something else to get pumped about if you're an Arrow fan, Artemis is coming to Season 5 of Arrow. Madison McLaughlin will reprise her role as Evelyn Sharp in Arrow Season 5, becoming the arch-vigilante called Artemis. Sharp was last season seen in Season 4, um, the episode titled Canary Cry, in which she impersonated Black Canary to seek revenge for her parents' death on Damien Dark. For those of you who are not familiar with Artemis, she is actually the daughter in the comics to a supervillain known as Sportsmaster in Huntress. Artemis and her sister Jade were trained from a young age to take over her father's position. Sometime in her childhood, her sister runs away from home, seeking a better life. Her father divorces her mother, leaving Artemis and her mother alone. After the departure of Green Arrow's sidekick Speedy, Artemis later took over the part. Green Arrow and Batman created a story about her being Green Arrow's niece in order to hide her criminal uh, parentage. So that's pretty cool. If you don't know, Artemis is also in Young Justice. Um, She's been all throughout the comics. So that's pretty exciting for Arrow's fans. If you're a huge fan of Arrow in the books and Young Justice, you'll know Artemis very well. And that's something else to be pumped up about. Um, I'm going to kill your name, bro. I'm sorry. Ezra Miller apparently is killing it as Barry Allen. Um, and it's considered to be the best part of the Justice League movie so far. And they've even compared it to Spider-Man's role in uh, Civil War. IGN and some of these other news outlets like comic book um, resources got to see this movie in advance and they're saying that the scene they saw with the Flash, it, it's it's he's just killing it. People were worried about how um, how Ezra Miller was going to portray Barry Allen in the flick, and that is he good enough? Has he got the chops enough? Has he got the comedic background enough to portray Barry Allen? And apparently, he's doing a really good job. So hopefully, um, that's true, and we'll get to more. We'll get to know more of that come San Diego Comic Con. Uh, Ben Affleck confirms uh, he is directing a Batman flick, uh, but no timetable has been set yet. Uh, He's been quoted as saying, I'm not going to make a movie unless the script uh, is perfect, unless it's a script that I think is good, because I've been on the other end of things when you make movies with a script that is not good, and yet it doesn't pan out. Yeah, you think? Uh, Let's see. 
I'm not gonna I'm not gonna harp on you for Batman Superman because that was not your fault. I thought you fucking crushed it as Batman in that movie. So props to you on that one. But I really think that Daredevil is more of what he's referring to in this statement. Uh, because you know, you fucking sucked as Daredevil. You were the bomb in Phantoms, yo, but you sucked ass as Daredevil. Uh, I don't know how much of that was your fault. A lot of that seemed poor writing. It seemed that um, Colin Farrell was a poor choice to play Bullseye, in my opinion, anyway. Um, your wife, Jennifer Garner, was a terrible Electra, and the fact that they gave her another Electra movie of her uh, was was mind-boggling. And for those people who say that Marvel has not had a female one, uh, a female movie yet, Electra, Electra came out. That was a female-led movie, and it didn't do too well. And I think that's why they're kind of hesitant to do it again but i think they they have the power behind black widow captain marvel uh all these other properties that they're trying to bring to the film to to actually uh go forward and make a really good female driven movie flash star grant gustinson announced today that the third season premiere of the flash will be titled flashpoint um he announced that on twitter today for all of you that don't know uh, maybe not familiar, maybe not into comics. Uh, Flashpoint is an event that takes place in the DC universe where basically Barry Allen goes back in time, like you see at the end of season two of The Flash, and stops Reverse Flash from killing his mother, Nora Allen. And that kind of creates an ultimate time, an alternate timeline. And in this alternate timeline, Bruce Wayne dies instead of his parents. His father, Thomas Wayne, becomes Batman. His mother, Martha Wayne, becomes the Joker. Uh, there's no known Superman. And uh, the only one who remembers the true DC Universe timeline is Barry Allen. Uh, so he gets he's shocked by to find out that his mother's still alive and that there's all these changes. Um, and basically that, his attempt to undo his previous actions uh, and restore the original timeline ends up being the catalyst for uh, the creation of the new DC 52 universe, uh, which incidentally they're trying to uh, retcon now in uh, rebirth. So, you know, you had the loss of um, Wally West, who's now back. Um, so they're pretty much trying to retcon all that in the, the rebirth that's going on right now at DC Comics and making it that it was Dr. Manhattan that created all of this and not the the Flashpoint um, event. So we'll see how that goes. Um, yeah, I'm not expecting... Uh, I don't know. It, here's my thing. This is a great story arc if they do it through the entire season, but I have a feeling that it's, the way Grant Gustinson put it on Twitter... And by saying the, the premiere episode is going to be called Flashpoint, it tells me that it's going to play out through one episode, maybe two episodes, and then it's just going to be done over with and forgotten about. And I hope that's not the case because Flashpoint is actually a pivotal story arc in the DCU and comic universe anyways. And I really want to see it played out to its full potential on the small screen. And I really think that the cast that they have over there at the CW Flash and Arrow and Supergirl and Legends of Tomorrow are strong enough to pull this storyline off. I mean, you could even have Oliver Queen. You don't even need to, to add Thomas Wayne into it, which I think it would be awesome to have him in there. But you could have an older Oliver Queen kind of playing off that 
that role and maybe instead of Tommy dying, um, Oliver dies. I think that was his friend's name, Tommy. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's been so long since that character's been talked about. Uh, but <laughs> instead of his friend dying, Oliver dies. And his friend takes up the mantle of Green Arrow instead of Oliver. And, and you kind of have shit like that that goes on. You know, um, that'd be kind of cool. Or, you know, it, it, <laughs> there's many different ways they could do it. Personally, I want them to introduce Thomas Wayne Batman, especially since they're bringing Superman into Supergirl. Um, I think that they, it's only right that they finally suck it up and bring Batman into Flash and Arrow. I, I, Arrow has hinted at it, the universe before, with Oracle and some other things. So hopefully they'll finally suck it up and just bring the DC unit, or well, bring Batman into the Flash and Arrowverse. And listen, I, I apologize. I know this podcast is all over the place. We're at the 24 minute mark, and I'm like, People are probably bored. People will probably start listen, stop listening to me rant and rave. And it's hard doing this by yourself. I used to always say, you know, I could do this podcasting thing by myself if, if Kyle and Jose were to ever um, just not want to do it anymore or, you know, Kellen's here sparingly. But it's hard, man. It, it really is hard rambling in front of a can to yourself, uh, knowing that you're going to hear what I'm saying, but still I'm kind of just talking to myself. Ho- hopefully... Um, you bear with me. This is the first time I'm doing this, so this is going to be terrible. But hopefully if I ever have to do it again, it gets better. Um, I try to set myself up a little bit for topics that can give me a um, full show, and I don't shortchange anybody um, because of the events that took place that didn't allow all of us to be here tonight. Um, I wanted to get a show out to on a normal time because our schedules have been so messed up lately. But we'll get into that later here after... Um, everything that's going on, I just felt like I should stop and say, you know, listen, I know I sound like an idiot, but this is why. Um, let's see. Jeffrey Dean Morgan would love to play Batman in the Flashpoint. As you know, he was Thomas Wayne in Batman Superman, um, Dawn of Justice. And I think that'd be interesting. He doesn't say whether it would be the movie, the movie uh, line or if he wants to do it on the small screen. I would love for him to do it on the small screen. I hope that they, I don't know, it's, you can kind of tell by the events in Batman Superman that they're kind of playing on the Flashpoint timeline, or Flashpoint storyline too, with Barry's uh, armor and the Flash armor, and him going back in time and and Bruce seeing him, but we'll see what happens there. At least we're confirmed that it's going to happen in the Flash TV show, so... I'm going to go with the TV show. I would love for Jeffrey D. Morgan to play him in an episode or two on the TV show uh, and then go back to being Negan in The Walking Dead. But speaking of Negan on The Walking Dead, Henry Rollins was up for the role of Negan in The Walking Dead. He actually auditioned for the role. The guy that Negan was based off of, the guy that Charlie Adlar drew Negan, you know, after, he modeled him after, tried out for the part, and didn't get it. They went with Jeffrey D. Morgan over him. <laughs> when I heard this last week, I was shocked. Like, I was so shocked. Why? Like, I said from the beginning that Henry Rollins would be the perfect Negan. And it's because he is Negan. <laughs> Negan was modeled after him. Henry Rollins would have done a fantastic job. But then again, Jeffrey D. Morgan is good, too. Um, I'll have to wait until the next season of Walking Dead before I can really just make a full judgment call on everything uh, with that character. 
But I, I still think Henry Rollins would have been a better choice for Negan. I mean, he is Negan. He embodied everything with Negan. The fucking character was modeled after him, for God's sakes. Let the dude have his fucking, have his show, have his role. Let him play Negan. But then again, who am I? I'm just a lonely dude sitting in a room talking to you uh, behind a microphone. Yeah, so I don't apparently know anything. And hopefully Trevor D. Morgan is going to be super awesome as Negan as the next season of Walking Dead gets underway. Uh, and more news. Spider-Man Homecoming has officially started filming. Uh, the same day that Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 wrapped, Spider-Man Homecoming started filming. So that's in uh, production. I heard some some more uh, rumors as far as casting. I know Hannibal Burris was rumored to be given a part, and there were several other smaller parts that were cast. I know we talked about... Um, Donald Glover coming in last week and and joining the cast. So the more and more I hear about that movie, the more and more excited I am for it. Um, So, yeah. So in a sad piece of news this week, it pains me to have to report this, but Star Star Trek actor Anton Yelchin has passed away. Uh, Report. Reports indicate that Yelchin was killed after being pinned between his car and a brick mailbox. Apparently, he uh, was supposed to meet some friends, and when they never showed up, he came, they came to find him at his house, and they found him dead, pinned between his, his brick mailbox and his car. Uh, early reports are that he had a, a Jeep Grand Cherokee that was recalled that uh, had issues where you would think it was in neutral, or you would think it was in park, um, but it wasn't. Um, and he got out to, to check the mail, apparently, and the car rolled down the, the steep driveway, pinning him between his, his car and the brick wall, the brick mailbox. Um, and unfortunately, when his friend found him, he, he had passed away. Uh, he was also in another movie I really enjoy, Alpha Dogs. Um, he, he was in so many movies. He played the, uh, the most recent incarnation of Chekhov, in the Star Trek movie. So if you're a Star Trek fan or a fan of his or his family, I mean, our condolences go out to you. That's He was a young man. Uh, he wasn't even 30 yet. He had his whole life ahead of him, and that's, it's a terrible tragedy and a, a, a really words just can't put into... Um, I can't put into words as I stumble over them how tragic something like this is and... Our thoughts are definitely with his family and fans and friends at this time. Um, But yeah, that'll do it for this episode. I know it's only a 30-minute episode. I'm so sorry, guys. Uh, It's a lot harder to do this when you're on your own, Um, like I said earlier. Um, I want to clarify something here real quick that I put on Facebook. Uh, I asked you guys uh, what you thought about us getting rid of What the Fuck Friday. Do you want us? Do you like the show? Do you enjoy the show? Is it something you want to hear more of? Is it something you don't listen to at all? Should we keep it? Should we get rid of it? And it was pretty much an overwhelming keep it. Like, I didn't see anybody really say, nope, don't listen to it, don't care, get rid of it. Some people really enjoyed it and said it was our best show. And that kind of (laughs) tears me because we started the Absolute Geek podcast as a standalone, and then we kind of brought in comic book reviews because it was kind of in the same thing. And then we brought in um, we brought in What the Fuck Friday because we had fun just talking and, and bullshitting and shooting the shit. And What the Fuck Friday has been a 
well, you listen to it. It's been kind of like a, a clusterfuck. It's hard to prepare for that show because for a while we were doing news stories. For a while we were doing like things we remember from the 80s and 90s, um, just just things like that. But but then again, What the Fuck Friday, even though it's a clusterfuck, has given us some of our, our best moments. Um, Jose throwing up for one of them. My office uh, is another one. Um, so it's given us some of our best moments. So to clarify, I was asking that question because we're trying to decide what to do with it. As you notice, I've been promising you a What the Fuck Friday episode, and for the last three weeks, we haven't done one. It's been either something gets in the way, or we, with Jose being out, it's hard to get another person in. Um, otherwise, it's just me and Kyle, and I think uh, three shows a week with me and Kyle is a, is a lot. Um, and What the Fuck Friday just isn't the same without with just two of us. Uh, we've tried rotating a third and fourth in, and that's kind of hits nice because then you got to work around other people's schedules or you get people that come in the, the studio and they're not um, comfortable talking in front of the microphone yet, which is no really fault of their own. Uh, but they're probably guests we shouldn't have on the show yet uh, because it, it doesn't make a quality program for you. And at the end of the day, like, I love doing this, and I would love to turn this into a job and do it professionally, full-time. Um, so that's what the three shows a week was, was to get our name out there and, and kind of get buzz about us going. And it, it's helped. Uh, it's, it hasn't got us to where I was hoping it would, but we've only been at it for a year and a half. Um, I've been at it for a little, almost two years. Uh, but that's what What the Fuck Friday was. It was kind of just like a culmination of, we enjoy doing this. Let's talk about things that we want to talk about. Let's not necessarily talk about... Uh, video games are not video games, but <clears throat> let's not talk about um, geek stuff. Let's talk about anything and everything we want that's in the news. And then it kind of went from those lists to uh, talking about like uh, topics we found on Reddit or um, things like that. And then we went to covering local news or, or national news stories, which, which helped a lot. And I think you guys really took to that. Um, and we're going to kind of still do that, but I'm not, it was really just throwing out feelers to to see what's going on and if you like that show um kind of the same thing with comic book reviews if you like comic book reviews let us know because we're, we're just trying to accumulate or accommodate schedules right now uh with jose being out and kyle having some stuff going on we're kind of just trying to work around everyone's schedule so that's what my question was about uh what the fuck friday is it's not really going anywhere but we just wanted to make sure it was still a show that you enjoyed and it was still a show worth doing and worth putting out because if it's something you don't like, we don't want to do it. We don't want to put it out. We don't want to waste our time or your time. Um, so, yeah. And then another thing I asked you today is to let us know if there's something on the show that you want us to talk about, um, if you want us to do like more top ten lists. I know we basically give you the news and our opinions on it and, and reviews on TV shows, which – Sorry, I haven't watched uh, Preacher that yet this week or Outcast yet this week, so I can't really comment on those. Um, but if you want to hear more top ten lists or more like debates on one person versus another, or uh, as friend of the show Dan Miles uh, pointed out, our he wants to know what how we rank the Marvel or superhero movies, our top ten favorite superhero movies, which I think that's a good idea, which we'll probably do at some point coming up here but yeah if you have any suggestions on topics you want us to talk about things you want us to talk about um if you want to know more about collecting kind of just anything you want to know 
let us know and on Twitter or Facebook. We want to get you guys involved more. Like, this is your show. It, it's our show. We put it on, but we do it for you. Without you guys, we don't have a show. So we want to get you guys more involved. We want to entertain you guys and bring you the best show that we can. Because, believe it or not, whether you donate to us on Patreon or through um, PayPal, that doesn't matter. Your biggest donation is just your listens and your input and entertaining you. That is right off the bat, the biggest donation you can give us. Because honestly, without you guys, we have no show. So we want to give you that in, that chance. We want to be more interactive with you guys. We want your guys' input. Uh, we're open to that. Like it, We think it's fantastic. So let us know what you want to hear on the show, man, because we want you to be entertained. Are you not entertained, people? Today you weren't, because this was a terrible show. And I'm just rambling now. So, um, yeah, as always, for the Absolute Geek Podcast... My name is Matt saying remember to like and subscribe to us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at A Geek Podcast, Instagram, SoundCloud, Overcast, Google Play Music Store. Remember to subscribe to us on iTunes and leave a review because if you don't, you know, the reviews are help us more than anything. Um, if you like this show and you want to donate to us, uh, you can do so on Patreon. Become a Patreon subscriber. You get we have several different awesome tiers of prizes and, and things you get for subscribing to us on Patreon. Um, we'll name the studio after you. There's just all kinds of cool stuff that you get from doing Patreon. Um, plus you get to go on our website as a producer of the show. So there's a lot of perks to doing Patreon and you get access to, to shows that, uh, we don't normally put out like that. Maybe that are too, um, questionable to be put out or just straight up bad like our terrible panel we did at phoenix comic-con yikes um but yeah patreon stuff you want to hear that stuff and laugh at us for being dickheads then you get that on patreon uh if you can't do patreon we do take one episode uh donations on uh paypal at absolute podcast at gmail.com or you know if you can't donate <laughs> you know your donation, actually, money isn't the biggest donation. Your biggest donation goes through us by retweeting, sharing. It takes two seconds to click that share button, two seconds to hit that retweet button, and that means the world to us. That actually goes a lot farther than uh, donating to us on Patreon. If you can't donate, that's okay. You're actually helping us out even more by just clicking that retweet and reshare. All right, guys. So uh, hopefully Kyle will be back on Thursday. For comic book reviews, which will be out Friday, because I don't know my days yet, and I've been doing this show for almost two years. Um, but yeah, hopefully Kyle will be back, and we will see you on Friday with another episode of comic book reviews. Have a great week, everyone. <laughs>